Thirty years after her death, Idina entered my life like a bolt of electricity. Spread across the top half of the front page of the review section of the Sunday Times was a photograph of a woman standing encircled by a pair of elephant tusks, the tips almost touching above her head. She was wearing a drop-waisted silk dress, high-heeled shoes, and a felt hat with a large silk flower perching on its wide, undulating brim. Her head was almost imperceptibly tilted, chin forward, and although the top half of her face was shaded, it felt as if she was looking straight at me. I wanted to join her on the hot, dry African dust, still stainingly rich red in this black-and-white photograph. I was not alone, for she was, the newspaper told me, irresistible. Five foot three, slight, girlish, yet always dressed for the Faubourg Saint-Honoré, she dazzled men and women alike. Not conventionally beautiful, on account of a shot-away chin, she could nonetheless whistle a chap off a branch. After sunset, she usually did. The Sunday Times was running the serialization of a book, White Mischief, about the murder of a British aristocrat, the Earl of Errol, in Kenya during the Second World War. He was only 39 when he was killed. He had been only 22, with seemingly his whole life ahead of him, when he met this woman. He was a golden boy, the heir to a historic earldom, and one of Britain's most eligible bachelors. She was a twice-divorced thirty-year-old, who, when writing to his parents, called him the child. One of them proposed in Venice. They married in 1924, after a two-week engagement. Idina had then taken him to live in Kenya, where their lives dissolved into a round of house parties, drinking, and nocturnal wandering. She had welcomed her guests as she lay in a green onyx bath, then dressed in front of them. She made couples swap partners according to who blew a feather across a sheet at whom, and other games. At the end of the weekend, she stood in front of the house to bid them farewell as they bundled into their cars. Clutching a dog and waving, she called out a husky, Goodbye, my darlings. Come again soon as though they had been to no more than a children's tea party. Idina's bed, however, was known as the battleground. She was, said James Fox, the author of White Mischief, the high priestess of the miscreant group of settlers infamously known as the Happy Valley crowd, and she married and divorced a total of five times. It was November 1982. I was thirteen years old and transfixed. Was this the secret to being irresistible to man, to behave as this woman did, while walking barefoot at every available opportunity, as well as being intelligent, well-read, enlivening company? My younger sister's infinitely curly hair brushed my ear. She wanted to read the article too. Prudishly, I resisted. Kate persisted and within a minute we were at the dining room table, the offending article in Kate's hand. My father looked at my mother, a grin spreading across his face, a twinkle in his eye. You have to tell them, he said. My mother flushed. You really do, he nudged her on. Mum swallowed and then spoke. 
As the words tumbled out of her mouth, the certainties of my childhood vanished into the adult world of family falsehoods and omissions. Five minutes earlier, I had been reading a newspaper, awestruck at a stranger's exploits. Now I could already feel my great-grandmother's long, manicured fingernails resting on my forearm as I wondered which of her impulses might surface in me.